0: Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed.
1: Hello, CMOS Girlies. It is Kate. I'm coming in with a little bit of a message about the episode. So if you tapped into this, it's our live recording at the Alchemist's Kitchen with our friends at Ruby Hibiscus Water. Now, I want to apologize because the audio is a little bit unbalanced. Um, I realized that Emma and I were holding our microphones at different distance from our mouth, so the sound is not that balanced. We will take this into consideration as we hope to keep having CMOS Girlies events, you know, CMOS Girlies world domination, and hopefully can visit many cities and countries, and so you all can come to a live recording one day, but without further ado, let's get into the shot. Hello, Seamoss girlies. <laughs> welcome to the Alchemist Kitchen. This
2: is, I'm Kate. I'm Emma. Yes, welcome to the live pod. You guys have
1: probably seen our faces very few times, considering
2: it's a podcast. Yes, and the meme page, we don't be sharing our faces either, so yeah. it's nice to see everyone in real life, because I'm assuming so many of you guys are probably on Geneva, and just like the little pixel faces. It's difficult to, you know, differentiate who is who. Yeah.
1: Um wait, actually, who's listen listening to
2: the podcast? Is knows who've had before? Yeah, we're all seeing what's going on. Just got a little check.
1: Yeah. But Emma and I, um, I guess I've been in contact more with team you at know, Ruby, team you know, at Kitchen. We wanted to do it we wanted to be doing more of these like live events just because seeing you guys and creating this community is something has been really hard for the pandemic. And also just yeah, like everything we talk about in my past very isolated health and wellness, especially being younger people too. Like I Emma and I both graduated school. I know some of the CMOS are still in school. If some CMOS girls who were like
2: twelve. Yeah.
1: Really cute. <laughs> um but kind of creating CMOS juniors.
2: Community. yeah. <laughs> uh, C kids. CMOS kids. <laughs> okay, <yeah. laughs> Yeah. So we're nearing our one year anniversary, which we can't stop talking about. So it's very special that like, this is like happening kind of like during that same time period, just because you know, Kate and I like had no idea what was going to happen when we did start this podcast, and I think we'll kind of get into like the origin story, even though you guys have probably heard it like a million times. But we love to tell it. Yeah. But yeah, it's like really special to like be able to like do this now, and hopefully now this is like the start of like a new era. And we definitely want to do like more live things, just because you know we definitely appreciate the community that we have built, and we definitely would not be where we are without all of you guys. So I'm definitely very appreciative of everyone that is here tonight. Yeah. So oh. should we get into uh... <laughs> into the shod <laughs> into the pod?
1: Um, I guess we want to talk a little bit about the origin story, kind of like
2: how we founded this podcast. Mm -hmm.
1: Last Thanksgiving, (laughs) we both stayed in the city. Yeah. Because pandemic. Pandemic. We
2: both both from the Midwest, didn't want
1: to take that flight in the middle of COVID. It was truly, like, doomsday,
2: like, vibes in the city. It was, like, gloomy. No one was outside. It was truly just us. So we
1: started at my apartment, (sighs) which I will not disclose. I'm very (laughs) close to giving my address on the internet. Bad habit. We um, said, so let's go on a walk and just chat it out. You know, think about our Thanksgiving meal. We were going to buy a tofurkey. We were. I do remember that. Um, we walked to Lower East Side. Mm-hmm. We walked... Soho. Well, I think we
2: should also mention the beverage that we got at the Whole Foods coffee shop that is now turning into a La Cologne now. Oh, um, yeah, the cursed Whole Foods Bowery. We have beef with that location right now because they've been out of mackerel for like months now. Yeah, um, mackerel shortage. It's it's order. real. But yeah, we got some crazy like iced coffee beverage called like Minter Wonderland. It was like iced coffee with like I don't know peppermint syrup, and we're like this sounds different. Like I
1: was chewing gum and drinking cold at the same
2: time. Yeah, so we were fully tweaking off of that.
1: Uh, went over to the West Village, went to one of the our favorite health stores, Lifetime, Natural Market, because if anyone's been there, if you've listened to the pod, you have probably met Magic <laughs> <that. laughs> yes, um, Blue Magic Cheesecake, we didn't get, um, but I remember you're thinking, you know, we've listened to a lot of the same podcasts, we were talking about like all of our weird wellness stuff on this walk, we're like, we should just you know, start a podcast, you know, like, I think the definition of having a podcast, the dictionary is like two white men. So why not? Let's do it. We'll just, like, be two young white girls and try to do this podcast. And we've
2: always had, like, alluded to starting a podcast, but, like, never really actually thought that we We could. Yeah. Neither of us had any background in editing or technology or any of that sort, or knew what we
1: were going to talk about. The podcast used to be called Voice of Mo, if anyone knew. Started on the idea that Emma and I refused to text, uh, and we would just send voice notes back to each other via the iMessages. If you don't do that with your friends, I recommend. It's very efficient. You don't have to take long paragraphs. That was our main way of communicating, yelling on the street, getting out our daily thoughts. So we were like, "Let's do a podcast called Voice Memo, and we'll just hypothetically send, you know, our juicy voice notes and then publish it on the internet." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> let's do that. Um, but we started the podcast, and I downloaded the app Anchor because I heard a few of you guys have asked because I knew some people in Geneva wanted to start their own podcast. It's a really nice application to create our own podcast without much background. So I was like, "This is perfect for us." Like low tech. You can do it. So I, we had to upload an image for what the podcast looked like to be a holder while we were like deciding on what graphic mm-hmm. we wanted to design. And Emma does like all of like the designs for the logo and all that stuff. So if you've ever you know wondered who's the master behind that stuff, it's Emma. Um, Shout out to PowerPoint. <laughs> so I was like, what are we gonna put as this placeholder photo? And Emma left Lifetime. We both went home. We were gonna try to record like a five minute trailer you want to talk about what you got at
2: Lifetime as, like, a feel? I don't know. Well, so, know. obviously, the tofurkey moment did not eventually happen. We were like, I actually just want to, like, eat a potato alone in my apartment, um, yeah. as a 22-year-old does. Um, so, yeah, I got a Japanese sweet potato. It was a steroid potato. Um, yeah, she was big. And then I also got Calm Magnesium, but the watermelon flavor, the superior flavor and that's all that i got from lifetime and it was like in this like brown paper sack and we just like took a photo of it because so it was like this is so stupid like this so is like cool. actually so sad
1: yeah so the first profile photo that we had ever in anchor which i still think is probably there technically, was a photo of calm juxtaposed with a potato next to it and i was like yeah this is a promising podcast. <laughs> these images amazing um so then i remember i you like download the app i called you that night and we just were like talking to our phones trying to figure out if we even had like good audio technology <laughs> then we went on a vendor and we were like okay we got to get boom microphones we got to get like headphones we have to get all this stuff i was like going to pull the trigger on all this audio equipment and then i was like eh, maybe we can just do it over our phones so we were still in school when that happened mm-hmm. both like about to graduate in december um and we were like let's do it like a bi-weekly podcast twice a week i don't know what got into us because we were still like Doing schoolwork. But somehow we were publishing twice a week at that point.
2: That's just what happens when you are a girl boss.
1: Yeah. Then we both graduated school and we're like, mm-hmm. let's scale it back. Yeah. Let's actually put research into these episodes mm-hmm. and like think seriously about what we want to say about health and wellness versus having it versus it being like so chatty just about our lives. Um and then we started the meme page, which is probably where a lot of you have found us from, I think. Maybe. Yeah. Which I don't know why we
2: started it. I don't know why we started it either. I think it was like a way to like make fun of like our like weird habits, like our weird, crazy, you know, food concoctions that we have created.
1: And I think the first moment I knew that there was something there when it related to like health and wellness in the podcast was when a lot of food bloggers found our page. And like the food bloggers started sharing our memes onto their story and being like, oh my God, like I hate when that happens when I'm baking with like arrowroot starch and it doesn't come <laughs> together or something like that. Or like, oh, the cashew butter or like the Who Kitchen chocolate bars. I realized there's this huge niche. And then we did one episode about supplements and wellness. Mm-hmm. And then we were like, let's be a health and wellness podcast. I don't really know if there's that many health and wellness podcasts, but that's going to be our area.
2: And now we're here. And, yeah, we feel like we have kind of, like, finally have found our voice. And, yes.
1: And we made Geneva in March of this year, which is, like, a community platform, which I think has been a huge, like, helping point of finding you guys and also making this place not just, like, memes, like, making it an actual community. But, yeah, that's the story of the pod. I'm sure you've heard before, so you guys are probably, like, shut up.
2: We get it. We get it. (laughs) We know who you guys are. Yeah. But... Do we do we want to get into maybe some of like the weird foods that we talk about? Maybe people don't fully know what like a dessert potato is. Yeah, yeah, because you guys listen to the
1: pod, you follow me, so you, you're pretty sure you know. But
2: so the dessert potato. <laughs> um, let's talk about the dessert potato. Actually, first, raise your hand if you have had a dessert potato. Okay, no. Need a to
0: there. Yeah, sorry, sorry. We call it dessert
2: over here. Um. So how well, I think you introduced me to it.
1: I did. Okay. Honored. Um, but for, at some point, I was thinking about, you know, Japanese sweet potatoes and a very starchy, sweet flavor. And I was like, okay, I'm kind of tired of doing the whole avocado, everything, the bagel seasoning type thing. What if I made it a sweet potato and, like, super sweet? And I started putting, like, cashew butter on it. And mm-hmm. came really good, and then I got crazy one day. I was like, "Let's put chia seed jam on a potato." Yeah, that's a normal food to eat. And then I, yeah, I texted you. I was like,
2: "Oh, here's what I'm today." <laughs> and at first, I feel like I was like, "Okay, that's like psycho of you." But then I was like, "You know what? I'm also psycho. I'll attempt it." And so I got like crazy with the dessert potato, and like for the longest time, my go-to combination was frozen dark cherries, um, almond butter, and then blackstrap molasses and cinnamon. And I remember I was like interning down in Soho at the time and like every single day after my like whatever stupid little fashion internship, I would go home and like eat my dessert potato. And I'd like tell my like coworker that like, oh yeah, I'm going to like go home and eat a dessert potato. And she's like, Emma, what the hell? Like, what is this? Um, Definitely got judgment in the office, but it's fine. And I think like the dessert potato really is like kind of a defining, you know, factor in our friendship, I feel like. And We even, like, have, like, you know, talked about or thought about opening up, like, a potato restaurant where it's just, like, you pick your potato and then it's, like, it's kind of, like, whatever, like, a soft serve, like, frozen yogurt place. And it's, like, you know, do you want, like, the ladle of, like, the almond butter or do you, or do you the want the cashew butter? Of, I think the market <laughs> the would be crazy,
1: right? Like, a potato and I'm just providing you with chocolate chips or something like
2: that. Yeah, that's, like, a true inside look into our brains and, like, are not very great business ideas.
1: Yeah, but then featuring one of our favorite businesses, Happy Zoe I know some of the c
2: girls Have you been there? Yeah. I got the Oh, my gosh. That's wow. beautiful. Oh, my Bless God. her soul.
1: So I came across this uh, little whack place in Brooklyn because I was at a birthday party, and there was a cake on the table, and it was, like, midnight. I was like, all right, cutting the cake. Come on. Let's have a cake here. The cake had, like, a bunch of sugar cookies and donuts stacked on top of it. The frosting was hanging off the side. There were sprinkles all just, like, misaligned. And I said, oh, did you guys make this? Like, you did a little homemade, like, DIY cake. You obviously don't know how to bake here. And they're like, oh, no, we got it. Like, specialty made from, like, a really good baker. Like, where they were, like, offended. I was, like, presuming this. Oh, so who'd you get it from? Happy Zoe Vegan Bakery. I like, <laughs> oh. It's <a> <laughs> oh, where is it? Oh, it's down the street. It's this woman, this Polish woman named Zoe. We think... We think name Zoe. Um, and yeah, she has had a business out of her home and I think she's opening up a store in a few weeks. So I kind of kept that in the back of my mind. I was like, okay, I've been vegan for four years. Like, yeah, let's get some good vegan desserts from a lovely Polish woman, being a Polish woman myself. And so I kept that in the back of my like head. I went on to Yelp. Emma and I love Yelp. Love Yelp, like love looking at the food before I get to a restaurant. Just like, what am I going to be eating? Mm-hmm. And then if I get there and it doesn't look right, I'm like, oh, come on, the Yelp was lied to me. So I do a little rabbit hole and I go look on Happy Zoe Vegan Baker and Yelp because I learned like, oh my god, she's finally open on is it Point Avenue? Yeah, yeah, in Brooklyn. Um, it's, I got to go with Emma now that Emma and our besties. I got to go. So we decided. I don't really know the first time we went there. This is pre-pandemic days. Fever dream. <laughs> Podcast, pre-pandemic. I was like, we're going to go to Happy Zoe and like see what she's got. Go into the store or get to the store. Um, I'm just going to give you a visual of like what it looks like. Because did you go to the store? I've been before. Okay, so you you get what I'm picking up on. We walk down the street. You're like, okay, I see. Happy Zoe Vegan Bakery. You're looking at the outside windows. There are just posters of photos of cake. You cannot see into the Mm-mm. establishment. It's like the worst grainy, like... Photos look like they're taking with maybe an iPad. Can you take photos on an iPad? No.
2: Yeah, you can. Okay. Yeah, I'm iPads sure. got cameras.
1: Okay. <laughs> so that um, on the outside of the restaurants, so you really just can't see what you're going to get. To you walk into the restaurant, you see a display of cake, and I'm like, oh, sick. Like, yeah, a bakery place. walk in. vegan, no animals harmed. There's, like, plush animals everywhere. We happen to go during Christmas. There's a Christmas tree with just, like, trillions of weird ornaments. There's, like, PETA signs. Yeah, it felt like you were in your grandma's home, a little bit of, like, hybrid PETA activism
2: Mm -hmm. in there. Mm -hmm.
1: Go to the cake display. Just massive cake cakes with like donuts on top sugar cookies on top the frosting falling off the cake <laughs> a little bit concerned also you go there it's like let's say it's 11 a.m it's or let's say it's like 11 15 it was supposed to open at 10 it's still not open like it's a mystery <laughs> if you're going to be able to go there's it's not consistent at all so we go in there and I'm like uh, emma and i are just panicked kind of mumbling to ourselves and zoe comes over i guess zoe zoe is like a, a big zoe, big in, question. zoe uh, in question zoe in question because
2: because there's an older Zoe and then there's a younger Zoe and they all look exactly the same, all have like blonde hair and we don't know what their names are. Yeah. So there's
1: three employees and they all kind of rotate. It's very much like Russian dolls where I don't know who is who. Like one goes back and another one comes out. I'm like, is that the old one? Is that the one I just talked to? Anyways. I think one of their names is Paula. (laughs) So I was like, okay, let's just get a cake slice, right? Like Mm -hmm. that seems like the most, what they'd be best at, right? So we get cake slices and we sit down. We get these little plates with like- (laughs) have like a giraffe on them, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. Little just like watercolor images on them. We eat the cake. Out of body experience. Yeah, love it. Amazing cake, 10 out of 10. Incredible vegan bakery. Get a custom cake there. But yeah, we would camp out there and like bring our homework. Mm-hmm. In the bathroom we would walk down to the Starbucks and like pee and come back <laughs> she was like do you guys want anything I was like no just hanging out but that was
2: like that became kind of like our safe space because like Kate and I don't like eating out in public and I'm sure like some people maybe you can like relate to that and it would always just, like, be Kate and I in there, no one else. Zoe would be, like, playing her, like, weird, like, <laughs> like, from Pandora radio. You'd hear, like, the bell ringing when, like, a new person would walk in. You'd be like, they need to leave. Yeah. They need to leave. Um, so we a custom cake, mm-hmm.
1: um, which was a whole venture itself. We did a whole episode about that, which I'm sure you've listened to. we go there. we forage for the cake. we walk back to my apartment. I was in Zoom class for NYU. And then Emma got a call from Zoe and was like, "We have extra baked goods for you." Emma got on the subway and went back and got these things. So. It's
2: like
1: we haven't been in a while, but mm-hmm. maybe we go back. Maybe we have a an, a live podcast <laughs> <so maybe laughs> as well. That'd be a fun one. But that's been a, a staple of the Seamus release that we also wanted to you know mm-hmm. give respect to. Yes,
2: <laughs> I I have no other words when it comes to Zoe. Yeah. But yeah.
1: Um, what else is on your little list there? I we can know, we, <laughs> like, I wrote down stuff. We
2: can skip past some of the other crazy food stuff. I don't think people need to hear about silk and tofu blended with like Moon Juice's blue beauty protein powder or like us yeah, chopping like, up, or, right? or or us chopping yeah. cho- or us chopping up chocolate with our teeth. Yeah, we always made a joke. You know when mm, it says like chop a
1: chocolate bar? Emma and when I would always like talk about how we just like nibble <laughs> and just chop it. Could, <laughs> that, why are we recording that? Instead?
2: Why are we sharing this? Anyways. Um, anyways. Uh, nothing how are you doing? I'm, I'm good um yeah i'm yeah i'm good
1: cool um this is us behind the scenes when we pause I think but i think another topic we want to talk about obviously wellness like someone asked this in geneva uh um, Rice- mm-hmm. That's her username on instagram it's kind of like what wellness means to us mm-hmm. kind of, i think how our friendship has changed from starting the podcast or like with podcast and like separation between friendship podcasts, know scrolls, all that stuff, and wellness because we talked about podcasts, like both of us kind of became friends due to like mutual experience of having eating disorder and how isolating that is. And a lot of the conversation in Geneva is obviously about recovery and like what that means. A lot of people are at like very, very different places mm-hmm. in recovery. Um so I think that would be like what's your take on yeah well I feel like
2: when I I definitely I think wellness for the longest time for me was definitely driven by like aesthetics and you know I have been very open about my experiences like with eating disorders and I think like a lot of people can fall into that like place where they like do get into wellness because they like you know want to like lose weight et cetera. and I feel like now that I am like recovered and I like have met people and I do have like so much more like knowledge and like a better understanding of like actually like what it is to like be healthy I think like my you know perception or kind of like how I view wellness is definitely more like from like a longevity standpoint also just kind of like how it can connect to like community and like other people um because I do think again like there is so much pressure to like you know on the individual to like you know go out and like buy all this stuff and like you have to be like in full control of you know your own well-being but there are so many like limiting factors that do play into that um but I think like for me yeah I would definitely just say like longevity and kind of like doing what you know will make me feel best in like the long run Um, because I think a lot of like, you know, some of the stupid wellness stuff that I think is like thrown at us on the internet um, is definitely like unhealthy and very toxic and, you know, definitely does not set you up up for success. So that's kind of how like my view with like wellness has changed. And I think it's finally like at a healthy point where I can trust myself with like wellness. Cause I think like when I was at my lowest point and, you know, this is something that Kate and I've talked about a lot too, when we did start the podcast is like, you know how can you be involved in wellness when you know that is like an industry that did make you so unwell for a moment in time and i'm sure like a lot of you guys have you know experienced that too if you have you know struggled with eating disorders and like you know how to feel comfortable and safe in that space um so you know i think again everyone's wellness journey is kind of like a lifelong journey and which, like, sucks in yes yeah and
1: like back to what you're saying i think a lot of this comes from wellness culture as well, which we've talked about a lot the pod. Like you can't really escape as much as you want to. Like you go to a restaurant, maybe calories are on the menu. Like what are you gonna do about that? If that is something that's really triggering to you. Or you go on TikTok, something's on your algorithm. That's something I've really noticed since getting on TikTok a few months ago, like how just toxic that community is. Um, you know, I think both of us grew up like watching what I eat a day videos on YouTube, like not mm-hmm. the whole Instagram that girl aesthetic, which now I feel like I would be so scared if I was like the young impressionable teen with TikTok as my platform, because it's not, you know, we would talk a lot about too on the podcast, just none of these like bloggers are registered at anything. Right. And everyone has their own like opinion and stuff, but when you're giving diet advice or like calorie ideas to 13 year old girls and just saying like, do that and you'll feel good. Or like in the name of wellness, I think that's where it really brought to me the wrong way. Like where, you know, it just, the orthorexia, the blurred lines between like, this is a healthy diet or like, this is me trying to lose weight or whatever. It just, it gets really
2: tricky. Yeah. And I think what's been really great with like Geneva too, is that like, it's really has opened up my eyes to like what wellness means to like so many other people and like how people interpret it and, you know, seeing, you know, everyone on their own personal journey. I think it's like really inspiring that, you know, there isn't one, you know, exact way to, you know, live and Or approach wellness. I think that's been, like, a really, like, helpful, beneficial thing. And I, like, hope that you guys have, like, been able to, like, you know, seek help or, like, also feel, like, you know, welcomed in, like, the Geneva community. And, you know, hopefully your perception of, like, wellness has also changed, too. Yeah. And I think with you and
1: I both, because we used to, we're both vegan, like ate in a very similar way. And Mm -hmm. I think that's another thing with Geneva too, where everyone's diets and lifestyles are so different. And we talk a lot about like food access and privilege and like what that means for you to get like the fancy like adaptogen dust versus just like going and getting whatever is available at your local grocery store. Um, but I do think that a lot of the wellness bloggers still have those privileges and like blind spots to like what is affordable,
2: you mm-hmm. know? And yeah, we definitely want to like cut through the bullshit when it comes to all of that and kind of like shed light on like what like this wellness connect is actually like for like the average person. Um, and it doesn't have to be like the super, like, you know, unattainable lifestyle where it's like you go to SoulCycle and only shop at Whole Foods or like the farmer's market, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera and get all of your supplements from Goop. Yeah. Gweneth.
1: <laughs> Always wondered what's gonna happen when Big Gwyneth finds out about.
2: The We're gonna take over her store one day. We'll see. <laughs> um
1: But yeah, I think that's like the aspect of community too that Emma and I often talk about. Like, I feel like after every podcast episode, once we like click off record, is like how much the community means for wellness because being a good example and really following through. Like, as easy it is to kind of talk in the podcast when we record about like yeah, this is, like, this will harm your metabolism if you do this, or this will lead you down a bad health road. And, like, I was talking about longevity. That's a lot of how I think I've gotten out of my restrictive behaviors as well, is that, like, I want to be able to walk when I'm 80. Like, when I had my peak of my eating disorder, it was, like, yeah, your bone health is, like, what an 80-year-old woman has, and you're 17. I was, like, oh, shit. I got to do something there, right? Um, but when you have, like, this podcast, this community, and I see so many people, like, talking about their own health journeys, it's, like, why would you want to slip back into your own habits, like? Get out of that mindset and think about, you know, everyone else around you.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's yeah,
1: and like I think too with wellness, it's either like a binary where like you can never buy a supplement or you always buy supplements. And I think there's like a lot of gray area where like you can do both,
2: yeah, and you don't have to be perfect and there's no if like little silly dusts and also realize like it's not, the end of the world. it's not the end of the world. Um, but we kind of wanted to open it up to like questions um because you know i'm sure you I'm guys about i'm people. sure you guys are always dying to ask us stuff we always get so many dms from people
1: also like the funniest dm i've ever gotten is someone asked for a like political statement on like a world war like in the main page and i was like <laughs> have you followed this page what do you think you're getting i'm posting about tofu 90% of the time i'm not gonna tell you my opinion i was like uh this is not the place for that but um Yeah, questions. Yes. i mean i could give you my opinion on world, <laughs> world wars, but
2: Any questions? Any questions? It can be anything. Not even about health. Not even about like health or wellness. Um, Ask Emma where she got her, she's from. Yes. What was your first experience with wellness in your that? Um. So I feel like my dad definitely my had like a, yeah. he's a CMOS girly. Um. I feel like my dad had like a huge influence on like health and wellness for me, especially. Um. You know, he kind of like his mom I guess like when he was growing up was kind of like you know a health nut and my dad I just would always remember had like he had like call magnesium like in his like pantry like when I was probably like eight or nine and I just remember being like what is this like this like looks interesting and I would always watch him you know take his like fish oil every morning and like his other supplements and you know he has always told me to like invest in your health now so you don't have to pay for it later and like that's really stuck with me and I think my dad has been like a good influence on kind of like how to live, you know, a healthy lifestyle that isn't like restrictive. And so I would definitely say like, yeah, like my first experience was just like watching my dad take supplements and then like me trying to call magnesium being like, oh, this like tastes good. Like, I don't even know what like magnesium is, blah, blah, blah. And like, just always going to like health stores with him. And cause he was very much a health store nut. um, And just, you know, going and like browsing that thing's like down, you know, the aisles as one does. And yeah, I feel like that was kind of like my first like introduction to like true health and wellness. And there was like a few vegan restaurants back home. I'm from Omaha, Nebraska, if people don't know. Um, I'm sure if anyone has ever been to like Modern Love in Brooklyn, um, the OG, lo- yeah, the OG location is actually in Omaha. Um, and I remember like for my like 16th birthday, my dad and I like went there and I was like, oh damn, vegan food's like kind of cool. Like maybe I'll just like try and be vegan for like no really like specific reason. And then I did like research and whatnot. Um, but I definitely feel like there was like kind of like a good, you know, scene for like health and wellness back home. But I think like when I came to New York, it definitely opened my eyes a lot more.
1: Yeah. I think my, I grew up in a very standard American diet in Minnesota, um, so it wasn't really exposed to any, like, health or wellness, like, foods or products or even, like, a market. I feel like I had access to, I guess I could go to Whole food foods, but we never did. We went to, like, Pub foods and just got whatever. But I think my realization with, like, health and wellness, uh, I have a twin brother with various disabilities and so he has to, like, be very attentive towards, like, what he's eating and everything. Uh, but he's been, you know, on a lot of Caroline, um, but he ha- he's on a lot of like heavy prescription medication, and so that was always something like really aware of. Like my brother has to take really good care of his health, otherwise he will have like um, an adrenaline shutdown. And also my dad has had like, a few heart attacks, so that was something from like keeping those things I think in the back of my mind. But I think what brought health and wellness to like the center of my life was definitely an eating disorder. I think at that point I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so deficient in all these minerals and vitamins. Like, I kind of want to challenge this. Like, what can I do to maybe bring back health to my life? Because I think it was was really scary. Like, as much as Emma and I talk about eating disorders, I think a lot of it is hard to get out of when you are just thinking about like how you look, what everyone else is doing, like what the person on your Instagram ads like looks like. But for me, when I got actual blood work that said, no, even as healthy as you think you are, your blood work proves you are very, very deficient. That was a very big slap in my face. And I was playing volleyball at the time and I had to quit playing, which was like so socially embarrassing to have to like tell my teammates like, yeah, I have an eating disorder. That's why I can't play for the next few weeks because my bone health is so bad. So at that point, that's my first wellness moment was when I got actually ritual multivitamin because I was looking up like, what do you get if you're a woman that's like, deficient in vitamin b and vitamin d and did a lot of investigation on their site because i was so interested in like the science side of it um kind of thinking about like what's happening on the inside that the stuff you can't really see and i would say after that i got really into thinking about like all of the invisible like biomarkers inside of you and like what i was becoming deficient in just from like a restrictive lifestyle and then like yeah like emma said moving to new york your eyes are open. You go to lifetime, you get the blue magic cheesecake, and it's all downhill from there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Suddenly you're like, what's moon juice? What is liposol vitamin C that wheels packets? Whatever the heck. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think and then every time I go back to Minnesota, I feel like I try to seek out like the health and wellness spots, but no. I feel like there's so much online too with supplements that I feel like I honestly get so many ads that I'm like, I could find out about everything on the tip of my fingers. <laughs>
2: Yes. yes. Oh my God. Thank you. <laughs> chin acne, yeah. I'd be, i be dealing with the chin acne, um, skincare routine. I keep it pretty simple. I would say, um, I have, <laughs> I'll, drop I'll drop the routine. I use the Coco kind facial cleanser. I then use the Coco kind, um, toner. And then I use some like weird, um, spray that I got from like the detox market. I've been like obsessed with going there and just being like, yeah, just tell me what to get. So I use like some weird, whatever, like facial spray from there. Then I use some random serum that's like made in Australia that I also got from the detox market. Don't even know what the brand is called. Um, and then I use the use to the people adaptogen or adaptogenic, like moisturizing cream. I've been using that for years, which I really love. And then I am currently using the salt and stone their facial oil, I just because they gave it to me or whatever, but I really really like using like rose oil, and I use like a face mask maybe like once a month. Um, I'm really bad at remembering to do face face masks. I don't find them to be like very like therapeutic or like relaxing.
1: I'm like I love face masks. I hate doing products. I just feel like slap on a face mask and like forget I'm alive, and then just wipes away all the other
2: random shit. You ate. But yeah, my the skincare routine, I feel like is not anything that crazy or special um I try to wash off whenever I remember but then I'm like man this I don't care actually I've never
1: and then I drink my ACV water
2: <laughs> you're describing
1: to me how you were like and watching the video I was like that is one step too far for me to have this tool and also be watching the video and also like not being thinking about something else So nice you. thank you um yeah. skincare for me Yikes. <laughs> like, oh, what do I do? I actually really like the Tata Harper Regenerating Cleanser. It's, like, the re- it's like super, super expensive. But that's, like, the one cleanser I really like to use probably like once or twice a week because it is, like, a harsh. It's one of those ones that beads in it. You know, they always say, don't use that on your skin all the time. Um, but I'm a face mask early, so I'll drop you some of my favorite face masks. So the gold has two face masks. There's, like, a papaya orange one and then the clean cool green chlorophyll one. I find that those do really well with my skin. And then for skincare, I feel like I, don't, I use like pies, uh, bio-generate oil, or something like that. But I, my face definitely prefers oils. Yeah, so, yeah. I don't
2: know.
1: Skincare is a mess. I feel like I look at dairy and then I start getting
2: acne. That's usually how it goes. You go I also like- know, like, nothing about, like, skincare, like, at all. That's why Kate and I have never really done, like, a skincare-focused podcast episode because I'm like I don't I don't know like anything about this not not an expert in that regard
1: yeah and I used to work at a skincare place so I feel like I'm super exposed to wellness products that can't be able to anyone um so it was like half skincare half wellness products so I like saw a lot of products but I think that gave me fatigue kind of like how going down the supplement aisle where you're like wow there's a trillion vitamin d products like which one do I get that's why I feel with skincare yeah wellness I feel a little bit better with skincare i like wild
2: boss yeah
1: mm-hmm. what is your favorite event? Ooh. i have to say i'm biased towards pickles um i got this huge two gallon jar of pickles a few weeks ago i've been working through it um definitely a pickle
2: i'll say the sauerkraut um we love hawthorne valley kate and i actually one time we oh went gosh. to um i think it's called high vibe in the east village um very interesting health and wellness establishment and I remember we got like literally like the biggest like jar of sauerkraut I don't even remember where the brand is I can't find it happy anymore God. happy kraut yes some... <laughs> <in>. um <laughs> and it's like the and like their labeling or like their like package design no it reminds me of like the celestial seasonings tea like it's very much like That's what all is all <laughs> <laughs> um but I remember we bought this like jar of sauerkraut where again going on our psycho silly little walk as you know we usually do and we sat on no and then we're like we should just eat the sauerkraut so we went to the dunkin donuts on canal street got two forks plastic plastic forks forks. we we pop ourselves down on the park bench yes in the middle of public staring directly at the jenga building and we just split the jar of sauerkraut and so yeah i I would say sauerkraut you know you can do a lot with it yeah
1: I, i would not recommend eating sauerkraut in public
2: Seem like <laughs> I don't know, seven years of bad luck for doing that. Definitely questionable. Yeah, but Kickle sauerkraut.
1: We do love some coconut yogurt. yogurt, June, we really like.
2: Mm-hmm. Yes.
1: Yeah. So we wanted to go to Hofford Valley Farm though, like But then looked at it you we know, don't train and walk and subway, so maybe in the future.
2: Maybe in the, maybe the future. In the Fingers crossed. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, obviously, okay. the pod, yeah, Seamoss, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Mary, fuck, kill, the so following breakfast
1: foods, so we're going to do avocado toast, Okay. Okay. Um,
2: like oatmeal,
0: kind of,
2: okay. like, smoothie, like, your time. Oh, God, I don't know, i was going with that. What do you mean? Mary, fuck, kill. Okay, well. You go first. I'm thinking... I'm going to oh. kill the avocado toast. Oh, I'm
1: killing the smoothie.
2: Um,
1: I'm killing the smoothie. I'm marrying the oatmeal. You know, loyal. So you're going to fuck the avocado, avocado toast? Yeah. You be
2: hating on the avocado toast, though.
1: Avocado toast, here's the thing. Met- I'm going to give a an if you're an OG called hot takes. We give our hot takes in food. I would say spinach is bad. I would say eggplant makes my tongue itch, whatever the hell. People would be in our DMs. How
2: dare you say that? <laughs>
1: so spinach has so many phytonutrients. i'm like this is a fucking rage can i not say that i hate spinach on the internet one time um so my thing is avocado toast here's the here's the dish it's good good combo We all know it we all love it correct yes mm-hmm. cuts, yes avocado toast bread makes sense right carbon fat good a lot of s- seasoning options you can put the, everything but the bagel the sriracha nutritional. it's like you can go crazy right i do not love how it has become a dish right this is bread and a fat source why is this seventeen dollars? Why is it seventeen dollars in a restaurant? I don't mind if you make your little avocado toast and you post on your Instagram story and like, yeah, do the thing. I get it. Hashtag wellness. I get it. But the restaurant calling avocado toast a dish, I I cross the line there. Should not be that much Hater, so that's why,
2: that's hater question. on the avocado toast. Yeah, I think it's just like a boring, a boring oh, food. To to oh. I never. I haven't. I okay, haven't. I'm I haven't sorry. said. I. I haven't decided what my other two are. But I will fuck the oatmeal because superior. And then I'll marry the smoothie. I do enjoy a smoothie. Um, you can judge me for that. You've been your
1: bodybuilder era. You're like, I ate so much protein today.
2: Listen, yeah, I am. I'm back to being a jock. My routine smoothie. Um, it's, it's a lot of stuff. Uh, frozen cauliflower, frozen banana. Um, I'll add some frozen avocado chunks, flax seed. When I was on my CMOS thing, I would put moss in it. Um, vanilla plant protein powder. Um, ancient nutrition is what I've been having at the moment. And then um, what else do I put in? Oh, a little bit of spirulina, a little bit of like cordyceps because, you know, might as well. You, I have the jar. It needs to be used. And cinnamon. And then whatever plant milk I have. um what is like what 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 i would call it the billion dollar smoothie you know how sun life organics there's this one smoothie place i think in california it's like a meme but they have this um because they have this smoothie called like the billion dollar smoothie or whatever it's like twenty dollars and it has like every powder it has like pearl powder and like literally like moon juice sex dust basically um so i would call it emma's billion dollar smoothie but it wouldn't be a billion dollars yeah It'd be affordable. Mhm. Yes. What's your favorite?
1: Are we talking like flavor, like brand? Yeah. Hmm. There's a lot of options. Well, ice cream in the city. I Emma and love it. Yeah. I love it. Yeah.
2: So, I
1: can't think of flavors they We used to do one thing. We haven't done this in a while. Go to Van Luen. Here's a here's a life hack. Has anyone on Tik like TikTok freezer. has anyone gotten the thing on your for your page where it's like employees don't want you to know this, like that little mm-hmm. I um, I wasn't getting that so many for your page and I was like what the fuck this. Here's what you do. In
2: Facebook, I <laughs> confuse do the employees. Yeah,
1: Van Luen employees don't want you to know this. Hey, I'll have
2: the chocolate chip cookie dough. Or no, oh, oh, we'll get two scoops of the chocolate chip cookie dough. But can you also provide us with another cup? <laughs>
1: we want to split and not order two singles and order like a medium and then it becomes two singles like you get more bang for your buck so that's a way to confuse the vandalism
2: and they'll like somehow give you like extra ice cream and just
1: like a take a cup ice cream one charge i don't really know um but flavor
2: i the chocolate chip cookie dough would be my favorite
1: i like the planet earth was that the green and blue one yeah yeah marshmallow yeah matcha cake one. oh
2: the 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 strawberry like cookie crumble is an underdog that's a good one too
1: cookie dough flavors I have to think I do like a really good molasses cookie which is kind of weird like my mom makes really good molasses cookies and that's a, a nice you know upcoming holiday season flavor I like
2: yeah just classic classic cookie dough is what I will go with nice. yeah i was gonna say yeah a walk i do feel like that is like my like you know some people can meditate and you know do breath work i cannot but i can walk um and so i would say that is probably my favorite but everyone knows that um non-ingestible I'll be honest, I think I tweeted this, or maybe I was thinking about tweeting this, but the ball of ankle weights low key have changed my life. Um, so I will say that is like my favorite non ingestible um, wellness thing activity. I'll just wear those around the house while I'm working from home. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. So I'll say the ball of ankle weights. I
1: gotta come in with a new thing that's been on my mind uh, those massage guns. you've ever seen them, like the fair guns, I have one called like Hyperize, is the brand. That is amazing. Um, I've eyed them for years and years and years. It's basically just like it helps like pump out the lactic acid. I always saw when I played volleyball and I'm like the trainer would have them and like put it on like different athletes. And I'm like, just like hitting someone with a gun, with like that. But now I have a gun and it's changed my life. I'm just sitting in bed and I'm like this is peak luxury. Going to bed at nine p.m. with a massage gun on my leg. What else could I want in this world besides a massage gun? Also magnesium. I mean, that's an interesting
2: one. That is adjustable.
1: But yeah, definitely
2: favorite stretch stretch. (laughs) we always joke about we always joke about like the idea of a man doing like the pigeon stretch
1: stretch. um
2: (laughs) yeah yeah it's a funny image to like have in your mind um i like to do a lot of like spinal like twists one time
1: you ate something weird in my apartment i look over you are upside down like on (laughs) your legs over my back and i said what are you doing you're like oh suggested stretches
2: yeah, well, because it like helps like move stuff like in your stomach. That's like why I do a lot of. It. And also, it's like I get like really bad like back pain when I'm about to get my period, which like is going to be me like next week. And I find that spinal stretches do help with that. So, yeah, I like to twist the back. Um, yeah. I don't
1: know what else I like. stretch.
2: We're pretty bad at stretching. We're really bad at stretching.
1: Running wise, I've been trying to get better at doing like a little dynamic thing forget, now that I have the massage, but I'm just like a little robot, and I'm too late to do anything, so it just gone to the uh-huh.
2: light. Good for you.
0: Yeah? Um, did you guys
1: um I can go first Mm -hmm. I think for me it's like a lot of the dogma of like diets or lifestyles and kind of how I think like the vegans get mad at the keto people the keto people get mad at the paleo people and I feel like a lot of us kind of are looking towards the same longevity goals or factors and I just think so much of that removes from the whole point of like you're, you're trying to get well and I think that's why Emma and I. I think I knew that I never really told people I was vegan. Like, if we are going to a restaurant, I'd be like, "Oh, like I'm actually on a vegan diet" or something like that. But I think being put into that category of like, "You are the the really like strict militant vegan," that's like a binary thing that I just think is like so problematic because it doesn't really get us anywhere. And then like on a broader scale, I think for me, someone who like hopes to like work in politics one day, is I think a lot of the conversation about. Um, budgeting and accessibility with wellness is just like really problematic to me because never talked about like food apartheid and talking about like what food is in season and once again it gets back to like what's the most ethical way to eat. And I think we think about this a lot like thinking about your own individual diet versus things you can't control, whether that's income inequality, whether that's like how food is affected by climate change, the food transportation costs, um, if you're eating you know whatever your parents have in the kitchen, if you're on a meal plan. I think so much of, like, the conversation from the really famous, like, wellness people is just, like, a quick fix versus thinking about, like, the socioeconomic and political factors that get a lot of people that are like, well, I don't even want to try because it's so expensive or it's so hippie woo-woo. And I think those barriers, I wish, could just be down because I think people in my life that are not really wellness people could be, quote, wellness people if it was more affordable and it was less, like, hippie-
2: you know, out in the world. Yeah. I would definitely, I mean, I completely agree with everything that Kate said. I think it's like really frustrating that there aren't many like conversations that at least we try to like hold on our podcasts, um, episodes. I don't really feel like many people are talking about them and like Sorry. health wellness. Yeah. I also would say too, I think like, I think from like a consumer perspective, I think just the amount of like stupid wellness products that are targeted towards us as like 20 year olds on the internet are, I mean, yeah like none of us should be detoxing like there's no need for us to like have this like green juice or like you know all these like turmeric latte blends and it's like okay then you like look at the people who like started these companies they're just like a lot of white women and it's like okay are you guys just like creating this like just to simply profit off of it and like not really like respecting a lot of like the cultures and I think there is like a lot of appropriation that Kate and I again like want to like you know discuss and talk about um but I think there is just like a lot of this, you know, again, the supplement industry is not regulated. So people can get away with like doing a lot of stuff. And I think a lot of us can get like taken advantage in some aspect or like feel like pressured that like, okay, we have to have like, you know, this juice product because, you know, all these girlies and all these girlies on the internet happen and whatnot. Um, well, I think just yeah.
1: Like, there's no like with the regulation mm-hmm. aspect. Um, you know, you're walking down a supplement aisle and you're like, what the fuck do I get? So I wish there was some sort of like, Maybe education mm-hmm. that went into more of these brands, or I guess they couldn't get away with like the greenwashing and marketing behind it. Because I think that's the area where people don't want to participate in it. Because, like, I'll talk to my sister or my mom or something. And they're like, Yeah, I tried to get magnesium, but I got confused and I left the store. So I think that's another barrier with wellness where, like, I wish there was supplement company that really like, cared about its consumers in a
2: really ethical way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. go to healthy meal when I don't have a lot of time. Um, and everything, but the kitchen sink salad. Um, okay. Um, yeah. So always arugula superior green. If you don't agree with us, you're crazy. Um, and then it's whatever vegetables are in the fridge, typically cucumber, you know, sauerkraut, celery, cilantro, if I have it, um, sprouts, Mary's crackers, i am it's yeah i mean an incredible cracker i'll do some kabocha squash okay and then i will you know when i was able to get mackerel um mackerel um and yeah a lot of nutritional yeast um black pepper and, yeah, and chickpea
1: chickpea. you know that's a good thing to have in the smart fridge. smart I always forget to roast chickpeas pickled corn. red onions yeah it's a good one i always do like some sort of starch like sweet potato or like a cracker mm-hmm. mackerel's good Fried egg is really good. I don't know how many people are like vegan. Find like freedom everyone out. But yeah, I would say like a kitchen sink salad. Try mm-hmm. other weird toppings. Maybe some nori flakes, some dulse flakes, some iodine.
2: Yeah, I'll add like hemp seeds or pumpkin seeds. Um, you can you can really you can really go crazy. You can go crazy. I know, we're in our microphone era. Yes.
1: <laughs> how did we call it that how did we get introduced to CMOS I feel like I was at a store one day and I was like what is this boot?
2: well I was always seeing it at the health store and I was like "Hey, okay, you know what? I'm just gonna buy it I like came in this mason jar it truly looked like it was like made by like some woman in her like home in Brooklyn yeah I was like I'm just gonna get this I don't know what it is um and I just like remember like the fact Jean always said like it has like 92 of like the 102 like essential minerals for the body. I was like, okay. And I and I bought it and I was like, Emma, what are you gonna do with this? Yeah. I don't even remember what I did do with it. I think it just like sat in my fridge honestly for like a long time because I was like, okay, I need to like figure out what. It's like cute. Like i
1: the corner and you're like, oh, it's, CMOS. it's, it's my, my CMOS. It's my Yeah. yeah. Never gonna touch
2: you. And then I think I just like put it in smoothies whenever I'd make smoothies. Yeah.
1: Don't know what I did with it. I think I honestly like i just ha- ate spoonfuls. Of it. I did that I once, and I was like,
2: I don't love this for me. I don't love love this for me. I when I did it, I was like, I feel like I'm like drinking the ocean right now.
1: Yeah, but sea moss girlies. I don't know how that name came to be, but you know that's that's what it is now. Can't go back. No, you yeah, actually get like literal It's like what the fuck is awesome? And I was like, this. that's a joke. I do like the ones we did on food and climate change. Yeah, just because I think it really changed. That was kind of like we did a few, I think, as soon as we were like, I'm not gonna be vegan anymore. I'm gonna try to introduce new things. So I think it helped me for a personal aspect of thinking about food in a different way. because um, once again, I felt very just like alienated by the vegan community that like if you ever like eat anything else, you are bad. But then, like, okay, well, you're eating fruit that's out of season that's from shipped from across the world, like from a climate perspective, how ethical is that? Those who are picking your food are not paid a fair weight or in bad working conditions. So like how ethical is your like you know vegan food, your also evil or whatever. So I think that pushed me to really challenge like why I felt really like I think just super on like a pedestal of being vegan. And then also it was just really interesting from a research perspective to think about like the future of food whether that's like how climate is going to disrupt like supply chains or what we have access to and then also thinking about like food technology and kind of like i mean i'm kind of like I'm, food technology is not going to save the world but like we said in that episode but it's just interesting to like rethink like oh we could really grow meat in the lab like what the fuck would, we, would that taste good Like, what is that all about
2: so, yeah that was a good episode i think like we are really like strategic and like very thoughtful with that episode and i think kate and i I would love to just show everyone like our Google drive and just like the amount of research that is put into like all the episodes. And yeah, we did spend so much time like doing a lot of like thorough research for that episode. Um, I would also just say probably like from a more like wholesome perspective, like the happy Zoe one was just like fun for us. Um, You know, Kate and I don't really allow ourselves to experience much joy in life, but that was a very joyous moment for us. Um, And it was just, yeah, that was like a fun day. And that is like one that we like planned out like, Basically, to like, you know, for every single detail. Yeah. So I would say that.
1: One podcast we have that we want to do, and I'll nod your head if you'd be interested in this. I pitched this to Emma. I so this be interesting because every morning, like, we'll, well, our schedule is like, we text each other, who's got the first meme? Yeah. Who's posting the first meme at 10 a.m.? <laughs> you can't let down the people today. So we figure that out. It's most time you post towards me. But we kind of do like, you know, like, how's your morning going? And like, Emma's like working and I work, with just like freelance bullshit life. So I can voice my mom throughout the day um but we kind of say like here's what i had for breakfast like did i see anything like weird on my walk this morning so i want to do an episode where it's like back and forth one minute of my morning one minute of of morning and back and forth for like two weeks straight and just clip it all together and see what it sounds like because i don't know I, I feel like there's a lot of similarities in our days but maybe there's just crazy stuff that happens a true behind the scenes look to each other like no mackerel again. I Went around the corner a bit like a bitch, and there's no mackerel. Mackerel the store. Uh, so that's what I want to do. I think. Uh, other future episodes?
2: Mm, we're gonna do a gift guide episode. Yeah, got a lot of
1: DMs asking for like what our favorite gadgets, like what our kitchen essentials are, clothes we like. So we'll do a gift guide episode too.
2: Yeah, I feel like we have some other episodes planned, but I don't be remembering at the current moment. To go back to the yeah. <laughs> I remember correctly, you guys used to call yourself like vegan May and, 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 and or something like <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah. Can you talk about like the story of that and like something named like that? Because I feel like you both dropped that. Oh my uh, god, I love this question. Yes. Okay. <laughs> <So> <laughs> well, a story. We both have Twitters that are like private, and we just tweet our thoughts, and it's like, true, um, like burner accounts.
1: Followers, and like Emma's one of them, so it's like you are not really, like tweeting to an audience here. Uh-huh. Um. And so I was thinking of a name, and I was like, well, I'm like the vegan girl i vegan maid. I don't know how I came up with the term made. <laughs> I, like, I, I was at this point where I kept spilling chia seeds all over my apartment, shattering mason glasses. So I was like, I kind of am in this maid period. That's why I came up fine.
2: Spirulina lady. Again, I think it was just like a random thought that I had. I was like, this is a funny name for my Twitter handle. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like it was like associated kind of with like my cursed, um, experiences with spirulina. And then I did a rebrand for myself, um, on Twitter. So now I'm not spirulina lady anymore. I think I'm now miss ketosis. I'm not keto, but I just think like, I think the keto community is like hilarious. Um, and my dad, my dad, my dad is in his like keto era right now. And he's like fully like in love with it. And I'm like, good for you. Like, you know, drink all the MCT oil dad. Um,
1: Not free brands, but
2: yeah. Not to the public. Not to the public. We could call that like an episode, or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the story of our Twitter handles and our yeah, nicknames, I suppose.
1: I would say this book, um, it's I think really changed me as a person. Now it's w- written by this, you know, this like white man working in climate science, which is its water. Four- but it's called The Uninhabitable Earth by David Wells. really changed my perspective. I read it my sophomore year of college. I remember very distinctly, like, the experience of when I was reading it. I was on a plane to go for spring break with my family just to, like, some random place on a beach. I think it was in Miami or something. And the book started talking about climate change, and I knew I was kind of getting into, like, talking about climate change, but I was never a science person growing up. Like, I took chemistry, and I was like, do not get this. My brain does not work this way. I focused on like law and politics when I was at NYU, so science stuff did not really make sense to me. But this book was the first book that really made me freak out about climate change and made me feel like I have some sort of tangible impact on climate change, even though I'm not a scientist. Um, and so each chapter kind of gets into different sectors of the economy or like um, society, whatever that could be affected by climate change. And it really makes you think about like everything you touch. So I remember being on this plane ride and I was thinking about like, oh my gosh. Like carbon emissions right now, and then thinking about like, oh my gosh, my diet, I'm vegan right now. So the clothes that I'm wearing, you know, everything that I was touching, the technology, when you think about like our iPhones and how they're so hard to degrade in a proper way, like related to the environment. So that was a book that really changed, I think, like my academic studies and also just my personal interest in climate change, because it made it very understandable for like a non-science person. So that's definitely like my favorite book
2: say so. um i the my favorite book i don't remember the title but i read it in high school so i will just say that like the most recent book that i read that i really enjoyed was actually michael Pollan's like this is your mind and plants i think you have the book over there um definitely like very interesting um kind of talks about like a few of like the different like drugs in society i think like the first um chapters about like opium and then caffeine and then i'm linking on like what the third whatever psychedelic drug is that they discuss in the book but very interesting book. I'm not as much of a reader as Kate is, but yeah. Not in my reading. Neither. <laughs> <laughs> you can answer this in a fun way, but um, since you're into wellness, what's your uh,
1: biggest vice that you're trying to like work through? You know what I mean? It's something that you're like maybe not. I know that with. I just a very stressed out person and I've wanted to like take my stress seriously and like chill out and meditate I don't know I think I'm just burdened with being stressed for my whole life and I feel like that's something that probably affects like my skin and my digestion and everything in my life but like my instant reactions when I'm stressed is to go for a run or like do something like that because I grew up playing like competitive volleyball so my outlet is always like do more stuff when I probably should relax so that's definitely my advice is that like I need to chill
2: and I Yeah, I think mine, I definitely struggle with, like, perfectionism, so kind of, like, you know, not putting as much pressure on myself and just, like, letting myself just, like, be fine and happy with, like, where I'm at. Um, That's what I would say is mine. Some fun things. Let's see here. Mm, No. Fun, fun vices. Making memes. Honestly, just, like, playing music. Yeah, music discovery. I like to go down like Spotify rabbit holes or um, there's this like I'm right. okay, excuse you. It's a nice curated mix of stuff um, or like NTS radio. It's like a live stream like whatever radio show. I think they're like it's based in the UK or whatever, but like a lot of different artists can, you know, live stream their own like set list and whatnot. Um, So I definitely do enjoy going down the music discovery rabbit holes. That's a good one for me. Now
1: that I'm on Mm-hmm. It's like a really bad vice. It, 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 the only reason it became really apparent <laughs> is because I live alone. And so I feel like it's very natural for me just to yell into my phone. You know, you don't talk to someone the whole day when you're living alone. And I went home to my <laughs> in Minnesota when I was with four family members and I was just like recording TikToks. I would start it three seconds in. Someone in my family would be like, What Where are you talking to? Who are you talking to? And I was like, Oh, yeah, this is not normal. This is not normal for me to just be talking into a phone all day. So that's kind of a weird vice. But I feel like we probably all go to that to a degree.
2: um I I really don't like eggplant <laughs> yeah Did you have like a story with eggplant oh yeah well it's because eggplant makes my tongue itch I do know that. I've heard that. <laughs> and that's my that's why yeah I just have beef with eggplant because of that other hot takes I'm trying to think of like when I'm walking in the
1: grocery store what do I see and I'm just like like alkaline diet yeah like, like, water filters I mean i to a degree, but I think there can be a little bit of like pseudoscience with water filters, so I'm just like, yeah. and that gets into a point. I think that's like a huge political thing where I'm like, okay, so your water is dirty. What about everyone else that lives in your neighborhood? Like, why is the water polluted for all of us versus like you and your little fancy apartment and you to have your clean, virgin filter? So that's like one thing where I'm like, yes, have your fancy products, but also like advocate for the community around you too. Uh, I'm trying to food stuff so like this was dumb. I feel like. You talk a lot about um, beverages. Yeah. I don't know, like,
2: that comes
1: to mind. Um. A beverage that's not done is groovy. It's groovy.
2: <laughs> true.
1: Seamless is cool.
2: Zevia you know is cool. Yeah, I love
1: Zevia. I would say I don't like seltzer. I think seltzer is great. Now that I've drank Zevia and, like, kombucha, well, i will never probably go back to seltzer.
2: I would agree. I would agree. Like if it's on memes or like podcasts or anywhere. Um Yeah, I mean let's I'll take it, it right now. Call
1: anything. You know, I've said I want to get out. okay. Off the record, on the record. This is on the record. Um, Amanda Chandelbeck, the Goose, apparently loves our memes. I was on a phone call with them about other stuff, and their social media person's like, yeah, Amanda will send the memes around to the office, and she'll be like, who are those moss girlies? So she knows. I think she's interesting. I've listened to, like, her in-podcast interviews and stuff, and just kind of, like, how polarized not polarizing, per se, like, kind of like a goop figure, but I think how serious she is about wellness. I'd be very interested to pick her brain a Yeah, bit about, like, you're really feeding your kid a dirt shot. Like, let's talk about that. You know, like your kid, your two-year-old's getting chaga in the morning. Like, it's just—I would be really interested to pick her brain. She's a bit
2: like of a mystery to me. Yeah, yeah. She's a mystery woman. Um,
1: I'm trying to think of other brands we really like.
2: Mm-hmm. I remember there was like a point in time yeah. where, yeah, there was a point in where we were like trying to like pitch ourselves to a bunch of like brands. brands. I think like Bob's Red Mill. I would love to yeah. like
1: go
2: to their yeah factory. you can like tour their like facility or factory yeah because yeah, i think when i did have tiktok like literally last year i don't use tiktok but there was one girl who like it's like i am going to like bob's red mill factory and i was like oh my god i like need this in my life <laughs> oh good <laughs> one uh
1: gt's kombucha dave if you've not seen that video go on youtube and search that he's a he's a figure Uh it's a Cody Cole guy from Davidson. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. he lives in like the
2: last house. He's just like the weirdest. Oh, also another one we do actually have like a lot of mullets. Um, coconut cold guy. He's a homie. Yeah, he's cool. So their
1: yogurt is very very expensive. <laughs> but he's like fun. I have it in my fridge
2: right now, actually. I think mm-hmm.
1: well. But yeah, he's really whack. I'd love to. I actually DM him once, and he was like, "We don't work with anyone, but go see us for. Yeah, and like, he's like, like willing, willing to be friends though. Like, yeah, I was like,
2: like, like okay, we got friend zone by the coconut cold yeah. guy, yeah. but that's okay. I'll take it. <laughs>
1: Yeah, but the GT guy seems weird. I would love to interview them. <laughs> See what's going on. Would you bring people on the podcast? We've gotten pitched by a lot of founders and we said no. Mom, yeah. I don't know if it would ruin the vibe, you know, like you can't maybe I think if it was like in person, I feel like you could sense their vibe, but I would also like I don't know. I've had like reservations because I'm like if they listen to the pod, they probably get like how we normally talk, but if they've never have and then we just start swearing or something. Maybe, like, can I say
2: anything? So, it'd have to be like to a, a very certain be. person. Yeah.
1: yeah. Like, Joe Holder, who wants to be on the podcast. I told him. do know who that is. He's like a fitness guy. Yeah. I was like, sorry, Joe. You don't have any. <laughs> First of all, as a man, <laughs> 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 on my airtime. Um, but yeah, like, Wooden Twin Herbs, we're like friends of the founder. She wants to come on, but I'd say, like, I don't know if going to have guests.
2: So, maybe, maybe. 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 Yeah, maybe. maybe. It's like a form of- Maybe year two for the podcast is when we bring on guests. Well, we. Burning quick fire questions. (laughs) Other questions? Questions for me, Emma? Bro, I know you too good, (laughs) Um, too well. No questions. I have mackerel in my kitchen too. Oh wow! <laughs> but it's not the Wild Planet brand; it's like some other. I'm just yeah. No, I'm good. I'm good. I'm stable. I have the mackerel. All is well in my end. Um, but I hope you guys all enjoyed uh, this. We're gonna be doing like more live events and such. This will be on the podcast. Tuesday.
1: You guys all merch. You got merch. Definitely like fruited got the DMs.
2: And um, if you haven't gotten your merch, go get your merch. <laughs> yeah, blessings month from M and I'm birthday, on
1: meeting with a podcast, merch. It's a good reason to be alive.
2: Good reason to be alive. We wish that our international boys would be here because
1: there's like thousand people in Geneva and that would be wild. I don't know what we could do. Like, we'd all go on a walk or something. Just like the, the CMOS mile literally. and track. That would be crazy. Would be
2: we all march the Williamsburg Bridge, go to Happy Zoe. Wow, yeah.
1: We give Zoe profits for like a five years yeah. But yeah, we're then like try to facilitate like CMOS stuff around.
2: Yeah. We hope to do more stuff again, like with the community and hopefully connect more of you guys. I know a lot of you guys have become friends through Geneva, which is like really exciting and like special to hear. Um, cause I think like, you know, I was, when I was like in high school or college, I definitely wish that there was something like this that I was able to be a part of, but we're happy that we were able to build this. And again, we wouldn't have been able to do it with all you guys, but yeah, we definitely hope to do more like live stuff, kind of connect with you guys IRL now that we're in back kind of to the normal world. Yeah. Yeah, thank you for coming to. What the fuck is Timo? Yes. Thank you.